Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. We are back on our midweek show. It is Thursday, April... What the hell is today? 21? 20? I don't know. Yesterday, like, I just scrolled over my Twitter, and I was just looking at so many people, 420, and that's the whole, you know, celebration of people smoking weed or whatever. I have to be honest, I still don't know what's that about. I still don't know the history about that. I have no idea who came up with it. I have no idea what it's about in any way, shape, or form. Probably because I don't smoke. You know, it's fine. I know what I know, and I don't know what I don't know. It's as simple as that. But nevertheless, today is the 21st. We are on our midweek show. And holy shit, do we have a couple of interesting news. At least for me it is. I don't know about you guys, but Sony and Disney. Once again, they reached a new deal involving Spider-Man. But this time, ho-ho, If you've been living under a rock, you better believe it. Sony has now given the licensing agreement for Disney to put all of their movies, all the Spider-Mans and Venom and Morbius and the other characters from future projects, and it will finally be released and be streamed on Disney Plus and Hulu. Now, this is huge. This is huge, because I'm sure for a lot of people, they go on Disney Plus and they're like, well, wh- why why don't we have Spider-Man? Like, I, I want to I wanna binge watch the whole MCU from beginning to now. Why can't I have Spider-Man? Well, you know, Spider-Man still belongs to Sony, and that's the way about it. But now, now they've reached a new licensing agreement. So, what does that mean? I'm no expert, I'm no lawyer, I, I know a thing or two about thing or two when it comes to rights and things like that, but... Here's my perspective, and I'll talk about that and other news that have just broken either today or for a few days ago. Let's all have a simple discussion, shall we? All that plus our superhero quote of the day, but first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shoutouts out of the way, shall we? And this person means a lot to me because I went to school with this girl, and she just lost her grandfather the other day. Sally Barilla, I've given her a shoutout before. She is a very, very special person to me. She is a good friend of mine. As you know, if you don't remember, she's been doing her detective type of blogs where they're blogs where she can talk about either past murder mysteries or detective work or anything along those lines. She's into writing. She's into writing. She's into reporting. She's into blogging. It's what she does. But she just had a tragic loss just a few days ago because her grandfather was very, very special to her. Pretty much raised her from when she was little. So I'm giving her a shout out. Sally, if you're hearing this, you know I still care about you and I want you to pull strong. I want you to be okay. You know, hit me up anytime. Call me on the phone. You know the number. I won't even have to talk. I will just listen. I will just listen. And sometimes, and and this is the this is the point I'm trying to make here. Whenever people like anybody, you, myself, your friends, family, whatever, whenever we suffer a tragic loss, people always say, 
one of the most casual things. Oh, be strong. You got to be strong for your mom or you got to be strong for your dad. You got to be strong for your kids and whatever. Yeah, that's all good. I get that. But what about me? You know, well, what about what about me? You got to ask yourself, well, what about me? You know, like I have feelings too. I I I want to just vent out and not do anything for a while. Like yeah, I get it. I gotta be strong for other people, but you know, give the grief it's due for God's sake. Holy shit! But I'm not here to vent about that, you know, because I'm sure you've had these moments where they tell you to feel one way, but you really don't want to do anything except just lay around and just just let it hit you for a little bit longer. Then you find a way to get back on your feet. So. Once again, Sally, huge shout out to you. I'm so sorry for your loss. And I know you'll pull through. But until then, just take the time you need to relax. Take some time on your own. And like I said, call me anytime. I'm here for you. I've always said from day one, I'm always there for my friends no matter what. No matter what. That's all we have for the shoutouts. I know we just took a little bit of a depressing turn right there, but let's talk about Spider-Man, this licensing agreement between Sony and Disney+. Plus. That comes up right in a bit. Every time when I hear something on the news that relates to Sony and Disney and somehow relates to my one and only Spider-Man, one of the greatest superheroes ever lived, I'm thinking to myself, oh god, here we go again. Here we go again. Did did something happen to Spider-Man this time? Did Tom Holland getting drunk or whatever his excuse was and trying to get these two together, did that fall off? Nope. Nope. Ever After everything... It just went higher. It just went maybe the creme de la creme over here. For what we know now, Sony and Disney have made a deal for all of the movies that relates to Spider-Man. The Raimi films, the amazing films, you know, from Mark Webb. The Homecoming films. Every character that relates to it as well. Venom. Venom Let There Be Carnage. Morbius, possibly Craven the Hunter, if that's in production. Silver Sable and Black Cat, if they're going to be in production in the future. All of that will now be distributed upon Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Now, since my show is all about looking at the flip side of the coin, and it's all about looking at a different perspective, since everyone wants to have the same perspective, otherwise I would just be like everybody else, and I don't want to be like everybody else, I'm going to give in terms of why this is good and why this is bad and trust me there are some bad moments it may not be a big deal to some people but to me it's a little bit concerning and I'm going to explain why in a bit first of all this is fucking huge this is huge because now every single film that has been produced from 2002 all the way till now that has something to do with Spider-Man is now under one gigantic umbrella and I believe this is Disney's move in terms of being, the if they are not, I'm sure they are currently, the number one Monopoly movie studios in the world. 
in the world. Mickey Mouse don't play here. Mickey Mouse does not fucking play. Okay, if he wants something, he's going to fucking get it. And right now, Sony, which I don't even know the exact numbers, but I'm sure this licensing agreement paid Sony a shitload of money. I'm guessing maybe anywhere between 2.5 to 3 billion dollars. B with the b b b b b b billion fucking dollars. That's huge. That's huge. So now all of the controls of Spider-Man and other future films will directly most likely be It'll still be under Sony, but now Disney will have much more of a hand in developing future films that has nothing to do with Tom Holland, or if they are going to continue with Tom Holland, that they can now do their epic crossovers as much as they want. For example, we can actually see Spider-Man vs. Venom, you know, and I understand that Sony was doing their cinematic universe, their Spumic or Sputnik or whatever the fuck it's called, the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. I don't fucking guys do better. Do better. Fucking hire someone like me, and I promise I will give you a better name than that. But whatever. You know what? You you're you. You're you, whatever. So everything now becomes a crossover, and everything now We can actually get everything under one umbrella. We can actually get the films that we want to see. We can actually see Tom Holland interact with these characters, interact with these actors as well. I mean, who does not want to see? And I'm sure they were arriving at that point at at some point in the future. But now this is an automatic given because it's not only these films that will be under this umbrella of Disney Plus and Hulu, but it will be other future projects as well. And chances are... Every future project that comes under the Sony umbrella or the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know full well Kevin Feige is going to have a huge hand in it. He's going to have a huge hand. So, who does not want to see Tom Holland against Tom Hardy? Now we can actually get it sooner than expected. You know, maybe we can actually get Morbius and Spider-Man in some epic clash, probably with some other characters as well. Maybe that's not needed, but... You understand my point. So this is fucking huge. And now with the rights that will be underneath this one gigantic umbrella, fans like myself, we can actually binge watch and see every single thing, which in turn will attract new people, uh, uh, reach a wider audience that are maybe just Sony fans, but can get them over to Disney Plus if they haven't had them already. You know, this will attract new fans, New customers for their streaming service. Disney Plus will go fucking flying to the goddamn moon. And they will be probably the number one streaming service with more content, with more movies, with more films, with more shows. If they want to do a TV series for whatever reason, this establishes that Disney Plus probably, aside from Netflix, will be the number one streaming service. And with this... Oh my god, because if you remember, and I'm sure you already know, Spider-Man has a huge following, huge, and this will help him tremendously. For Sony, since they're getting that $3 billion worth of money, they can now focus on their projects as well, and they can focus on doing what they want to do or do what they need to do while they let the MCU slash Marvel slash Disney 
pretty much handle everything that, I wouldn't say everything, but pretty much handle the important things of what has to do with Spider-Man. I'm sure the Spumic or Sputnik, I'm just going to call it Sputnik from now on because that's what it looks like to me. Now that Sputnik, the Sony Pictures of Universe of Marvel characters, I'm sure that's still going to be a thing. But chances are Kevin Feige is going to have a hand in it. So that way he could in turn tie it to their projects for the MCU. Who the fuck knows? Maybe we can actually get Spider-Man part of the X-Men. That'd be fucking cool. That'd be fucking cool. I mean, why the hell not? You know, so there are so many infinite infinite possibilities now. And this is fucking outstanding. Now, here is the downside. Okay, I told you. The flip side of the coin here. I flipped that thing many times. Everything has two sides. Here's the flip side of that coin. I, If you remember, I always said that I would be... I've always said that I would be better off in a particular way if Spider-Man actually did go back to Sony as opposed to Disney. And here's my reason why. As a character, I enjoy Spider-Man... In his older teen years with a little bit more a little bit more of a dark, edgy theme to it. And I feel like that is what Sony brought to the character of Spider-Man. Now, I get it. A lot of you may not agree with me. I understand that. Okay? You may say, oh, Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man ever. Okay, I see that. But for me, when I look at films like Homecoming and Far From Home, I don't view them as Spider-Man films. I view them as another MCU project, something that has something to do with the Avengers with Spider-Man in it. To me, they don't warrant enough as Spider-Man films. And maybe I'm being a little bit too vague here because I know someone will ask me, well, what does constitute as a Spider-Man film? Well, What constitutes to me as a Spider-Man film is Spider-Man dealing with the world in his own way without the acceptance or the help of other people. If you remember what makes this character who he is, he doesn't catch a break. He's always alone when it comes to his problems or he's always alone when it comes to the things that he has to deal with, you know? And I feel like by him being part of the MCU, which... I, don't get me wrong, Disney did a fantastic job. The MCU did fantastic with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. But I feel like every single problem that Spider-Man has within the MCU, they either related too much to Iron Man, the Avengers, now with Doctor Strange coming in. It's, it's too closely connected to the Avengers. It's too closely connected with the world of the MCU of what he's of what he's put in. Does that make any sense? As opposed to the Sony films, and I get it. Sony uh they botched Spider-Man 3. They botched the shit out of the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. I completely understand that. I get it. But what was consistent about those films is Spider-Man dealing with the world in his own way without the help of anyone. When the world is completely against him, or the world is like crashing down on him, on his shoulders, that's when I feel that Spider-Man resembles his true character. 
And I get it. I get it. Someone, a lot of people may not agree with me. They may think that I'm talking shit. They may think that I have no idea what the fuck I was talking about. But if you remember it, I did say this at one point, maybe a while back, around half a year ago, when the deal nearly struck out and there was a chance Spider-Man would go back to Sony and get away from Marvel, the cinematic universe, to get away from Disney, I thought, you know what? I'm not mad at that. I'm not. And hopefully Sony at that time, which again, the deal was not the new deal was not made yet, at that time, I thought Sony in a way would do Spider-Man well again cuz now he will be in his own universe dealing with his own issues again, his own problems now with these other characters, Venom, Carnage, Craven, Morbius, probably Scorpion, and so on and so forth. He could deal with them on his own under Sony's image and not under the kitty-friendly environment that the MCU portrays. Does that make sense? I, am, am I sounding like a psychopath here? Am I, sound, am I out of my mind in saying this? I just feel like the more Spider-Man is under the umbrella of Disney and the MCU, how can I say this in a metaphorical in a metaphorical way, I feel like as long as Spider-Man is a part of that universe, he's somewhat neutered. And and once again, I get it. I get it. Many people may hate me for saying that. I get it. But that's what I feel. It's my opinion. And that's what I feel. I feel like he could resemble his character's true potential with Sony alone as opposed to Disney and the MCU. But again, I could be completely wrong. I could be completely wrong. This is simply my opinion and you know, regardless of what I think, it is what it is. I have to adapt to it and with more pictures that are coming up with more movies and more stuff that is coming out for future projects, we're going to get our epic crossovers and who knows, maybe they will make a dark themed Spider-Man movie, hopefully against Carnage, because like I said, Carnage needs to be rated R, maybe we can have a triple threat with them, I don't know, I have no idea, but regardless, I will adapt to it, I'm a huge supporter for Spider-Man, Spider-Man is my number one guy for Marvel, so I will follow him to wherever he goes, okay, it's as simple as that, I will follow him to wherever he goes, so to end that right there, Congratulations on the new licensing agreement for Sony and Disney and Netflix. I'm sure they have a hand in it as well since they're still distributing a few of the Spider-Man films into the Spider-Verse and so on and so forth. This is good for everybody. This is good for everybody. And we will see what happens next. And what happens next? Spider-Man 3 at the ending of the year. I can't fucking wait. Now that we're putting the Spider-Man talk to rest, let's talk about the other news that has occurred this past week. Amelia Clark, the mother of dragons, the female Hitler, which I want to knock off off my head, so I'm going to stop saying that. Amelia Clark, Daenerys Targaryen, Daenerys Stormborn of House Targaryen, has been casted to be a part of the TV series Secret Invasion. Now... The MCU is keeping a very hush-hush on this. 
And by hush hush, I mean they are not revealing what she's going to do, what her character is, what's her role. Is she going to be a villain? Is she going to be a hero? Is she going to be an ally? Is she going to be the mother of scrolls? <laughs> that was a little bit of a joke right there. Nobody knows anything un- until the people that casted her and maybe Amelia Clark. she's the only one that who, who knows. Maybe she's the only one who knows what the hell they're doing. And she's keeping a hush-hush because she wants fans to be surprised. Which, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's such a shame because I really wanted her to be recasted as Mera. I do. I I really wanted that, you know. And I say it, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm, you know, hitting a dead horse to a bloody pulp here. But I really, really wanted her as Mera. But, you know... Anything to get rid of the female Hitler vision off of our heads. Jesus, D&D, what the hell did you do? Like, why? Why, D&D? Why? For those of you that have been watching Game of Thrones, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Something, David Weissen, David Benninghoff, or whatever the fuck their names are. D&D, Jesus Christ, what the fuck they've done. Anyway, congratulations to Amelia Clark. I can't wait to see what you do. It is going to be fucking fantastic. Fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. Other breaking news. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe has been casted as Zeus for Thor. Love and Thunder. I'm going to say Thor 4 from now on. Or, you know, how about Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. He will be casted as Zeus. Which means chances are he's going to rival the almighty Thor in some way, shape, or form. And I'm excited to see the film. I really am. I believe it's going to be much more bonkers. It's going to be hilarious in many, many ways. Thor Ragnarok is by far my top 10, one of my top 10 MCU films of all time. Maybe this might surpass it. Who the hell knows? But congratulations to Russell Crowe. Hope you do a fantastic job now that we can put the whole monster, I'm not the monster verse, but the whole, what the hell was that seriously with Tom Cruise and the mummy thing? Like he was in that movie too. And I'm like, what, 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 what was that? I remember when I saw that film with my sister and my sister who hasn't been to the movie theaters in a long time. Because she rarely goes, she's way more of an introvert than I am. And that's the thing. We're just a family of introverts, apparently. And she saw this movie, and as soon as it was over, she goes, Best movie ever. I'm like, What? Wait, what? What? I'm, I'm going to quote my friend here, my best friend. What? 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 What, what the hell are you smoking? Oh my goodness. I felt so bad for her. I, I felt so bad. But it's it's what she thinks. <laughs> it's what she thinks. I know we are heading to the end of the episode here. So just a couple of reminders. Tomorrow, Friday, by the time you listen to this, tomorrow will be Friday. We got the final episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The season finale. Oh, <laughs> beep. The season finale and... Uh, Goddamn, six episodes just came by quick. But I'm going to binge watch the whole thing from the beginning. And I don't want to give off my prediction. I'm kind of tired of doing that. I'm tired of giving a prediction whenever something is so 
close and something is about to end because it signifies that we're getting our hopes a little bit too high and then when they don't meet uh, the expectations, then they just get shattered. We kind of do the same thing with WandaVision, but I don't want to step into that territory or that territory again. I really, really don't. I'm just going to watch the thing, enjoy myself, and who knows? Maybe on Monday, we will have a surprise guest to talk about the season finale. You never know. It could be a returning guest. It could be a new guest. You never know. And if you want to be a part of it, if you want to be a new guest, you know what to do. You know what to do. But I'm going to talk about that in a bit if you don't remember what to do. Also, another reminder, tomorrow, Mortal Kombat! Okay, I can't do the fucking beat. Mortal Kombat tomorrow, I know there has been a 7 minute clip that has been released online, I have not seen it, I don't want to spoil myself in any way shape or form, I just hope the fatalities and the animalities and the babalities and the friendships and all that good shit happens in this movie, we can skip babality because this is going to be gruesome, but... Scorpion vs. Sub-Zero, Sonya, Jax, you know your characters. If my, I've always been... Who was my favorite growing up? That's a good question. I have no idea. I've, I've never really had a favorite character growing up. Even from the two shitty movies. I've never had a favorite character growing up playing Mortal Kombat. And me and my mom would just play against each other. And we would just be killing it with the, with the whole thing. Noob Cybot. There we go. That's That was always my favorite character to play, Noob Saibot. Noob Saibot, the first and former Sub-Zero, because remember Sub-Zero has a twin. Noob Saibot has always been my favorite because his attack to, um, if you remember playing Mortal Kombat 1, I believe this was like for Nintendo, you get to do his move, and I would always use him to beat Shao Kahn because Shao Kahn was a motherfucker to beat. I'm just talking nostalgia here. He was a motherfucker to beat. And as soon as I beat him, I have to say it was such a relaxing and liberating feeling. Oh my god. So, Noob Cybot has always been my number one, so I'm going to keep it as Noob Cybot. Ha. Ah. Can't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be a banger. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for checking me out. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you know what to do, as I just stated earlier. Hit me up. Voice of Garcia on my... I was about to say OTC Volume 2. Like, that's... (laughs) That's in the past now. Voice of Garcia on my Twitter and Instagram. And if that's not enough for you, there is our Facebook group, OTC Fanatics. You can come. You can join. You can post anything you want. I know there has not been that much activity as of late because I get it. A lot of people are busy and they're doing what they're doing. I get it. You know what? I get it. Also, I put up a little bit of a poll just the other day. And I was debating if I wanted to do the live podcast on TikTok because I'm trying to slowly get myself onto TikTok, you know, just just create some content that's organic and it's not forced or it's not, you know, uh, shoved down people's throats. And even though two people only voted, they they both said no. And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm just overthinking too much on how I want to reach to the public. 
So, with that being said, everything is going to remain the same. Maybe I can drop some... Something, something new on TikTok. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, regardless, nevertheless, as always, you know what to do if you want to get a hold of me. I've talked on long enough. Let's go into our superhero quote of the day. And this one is from... Abraham Erskine, the man that has recruited Steve Rogers for the Super Soldier Serum. And he says, Whatever happens tomorrow, you must promise me one thing, that you will stay who you are, not a perfect soldier, but a good man. And my reaction to that is this. I take that to heart. Because no matter what happens in our life, no matter what happens in what we do, no matter what happens in every single thing that goes on in the outside world, we stay true to who we are and we continue to go forward. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Guys, have a great weekend. Have fun tomorrow in watching the Mortal Kombat movie and the season finale of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Tune in Monday where I will give my review on the season finale. Maybe I'll have a guest. Maybe I won't. Hey, you know what? Possibilities are endless. And for all of the crazy happenings that goes on in the world of comic book movies, games, shows, news, or whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it, And you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done, I'm through. Peace out.